0: You're listening to the MoneyWeb Now podcast series with Simon Brown, live streamed every weekday at
1: 6:30 a.m. Thursday, 17 November, Republicans win the House, so Congress is split. I'm Simon Brown, coming at you live and loud from the MoneyWeb studios in Houghton, Johannesburg. On the show today, we're chatting those SPA results. The market did not like them. Uh, and in contrast, the Willys update, which the market did very much like. Skull Glow, uh, talking tech stocks. Are so they finally looking attractive? They're certainly laying off staff left, right, and center. And then we'll be talking uh, and positioning your portfolio. The uh, market's given us a little bit of respite, but where is their value We'll be finding some ideas there. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Morning headlines from MoneyWeb uh, Kruger Park coup as uh, Eurowings Discover launches Frankfurt and Pumalanga direct flights, three times a week, uh, all year round return flights. It's a big deal for Pumalanga to degree, but yo Kruger, definitely. Uh, business Day Naspas gets 100 billion in good news from China. This as Tencent is to distribute its stake in Chinese food delivery business to shareholders. But if Tencent doesn't want it, do shareholders want it? Morning markets, the U.S. was red overnight. S&P down 0.8%, and Nasdaq off 1.5%. Asia is mixed with Sydney, slightly green, up 0.1%. Tokyo, red, down 0.4%. Commodities, all red. Overnight gold thousand seven hundred and sixty six dollars an ounce. Brent ninety one ninety four. Platinum one thousand and ten dollars an ounce. And palladium two thousand and fifty three dollars an ounce. Rand seventeen thirty one. Bitcoin sixteen thousand six hundred. Ten cent trading down two point three percent in the Hong Kong lunch break. And top forty opening call a red open two hundred and sixty points down zero point four percent. MoneyWeb now on the money. Also available on podcast. Charlie Nawasintubele, propeller investment analyst at FMB Wealth and Investments. So, to to appreciate the early morning. Those, those spa results, and and, and there is a, a lot of moving parts there. There's, of course, Poland. There's Ireland. There's Switzerland. There's South Africa. South Africa is still about two thirds of the business. The market did not like them. What 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 do you think the market was was objecting to?
2: Hi Simon. Uh, so yeah, I think the results, you know, you know, the top line performance did come in a touch ahead of consensus, but I think the bottom line is where the market took mm. some issues. You know, earnings missed full year expectations, and you know, we saw that coming from the first, the first, the um, first half where it, it was still positive, and so the pressure, uh, I think, really came from the second half of the year if you sort of pull the numbers apart, and. I mean, if we really look into the results, you know, the stock estate growth was good um, on a combined basis, you know, wholesale grocery and liquid turnover increased quite uh, robustly at the, um And all the geographic regions posted, you know, positive profits, except, you know, as you mentioned, Poland, um, they didn't uh, realize a lost there. But, you know, at 2% of revenue, it is quite a small contributor to, you know, mm. the bigger picture for spa. So this isn't, I think, too concerning. So I don't think this would have been too much of a, you know, an issue for the market. You know, Poland. Um, I think the key focus say, you know, the retailer royalty. There were some assertive decisions that were taken. You know, terminating contracts with group, with a group of um, retailers and restructuring. You know, the distribution center there. And with the recent, I think, Russian Poland development. You know, there is some tensions there. Um, like, so the region could likely see perhaps you know a bit of a struggle to recover. But as I mentioned, very small um, contributor to you know total revenue for the group. I think the other issue perhaps came from you know management outlook. Um, it was quite a tough outlook, you know, and that coupled with them mm. cutting you know the dividend in half was also four points. And it really is pointing to at least expectations. Uh, for sustained pressure heading into the next financial year, you know, so, lo- locally, I think the economic backdrop isn't very inspiring. We are seeing a, contra- a constrained consumer, you know, economic growth is low, business confidence is low, and you know, with little, I guess, emphasis for change, the trading environment isn't expected, you know, to to recover, significantly in the in the short term. So. Yeah. yeah, I think those
1: were the main yeah, issues. Yeah, and it is that, that, that dividend. You know, and <laughs> mm. There's been issues around the dividend. The, the the other side of the coin, of course, was Woolies. Not a bad update. And I think what everyone's perhaps looking at is fashion because fashion's been, frankly, a bit of a disaster for Woolies. And fashion actually looked fairly good. Certainly the market was liking the update. Mm, definitely. You
2: know, it's a high-margin uh, business for the group. And we did see, you know, um, Compared to last year, the, the, it, it is quite, you know, an improved, um, a good improvement. Um, the benefits seem to have come in from, they, they had reduced clearing sales, um, particularly in, you know, the fashion beauty and home space. Um, and the proportion of full price sales grew strongly compared to, you know, they saw significantly lower markdowns uh, compared to last year. So that would have been very supportive of margins. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the business but overall you know there's a robust update you know they've seen a solid recovery both sales both what uh bottom line as well the growth compared very favorably compared to last year uh where you know the group was quite affected by a number of events um and yeah the story in australia and new zealand uh, i i think we've spoken about it before the trading conditions in those regions you know last year were very were hard 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 hit by um you know, the extended lockdown. And so it's just quite a relatively low phase. And so we, we saw, you know, higher growth rates in the current period because of the base effects, but also, you know, sales just coming in ahead of, you know, pre-pandemic levels, speaks to continued you know, positive momentum from that mm-hmm. region. And, yeah, overall trends, I think, are showing, you know, further normalization and consumer behavior. Online sales were down about 30% for the period. And I guess generally across the industry, there's more footfall in store compared to, you know, internet based spending. Um, so, yeah, nothing wrong there. It. It's just overall a decent update, you know, uh, yeah. EPS tracking ahead of full year expectations and so is turnover in sales.
1: Yeah, I am mean, looking good. Now, take the point. We are going back to, to, to retail outlets so we can perhaps shop a little less online. Simpson Bailey Bopello, investment analyst, F&B, Wealth and Investments. Appreciate the early morning. And that's our question today on our LinkedIn and Twitter. Your preferred food retailer on the JC, Spa, ShopRite, Pick and Pay, or Woolies? Have your vote, have your say, LinkedIn and Twitter. Your money gives a damn.
3: If it could protest and sign petitions, your money would. But your money can do more than that. When you invest in Stanlib's infrastructure investment fund, beyond getting solid returns, you are helping to build a more sustainable future through job creation and positive economic growth. Damn right you are. Invest for more impact at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider.
1: MoneyWeb now on the money. Shining now with uh, Skulk Lowe. PSG Old Oak is where you find him. Skulk, appreciate the early morning. I'm looking at a chart right now. I'm sure that you have looked at as well recently. Big tech in the US over the last 12 months. I mean, you've got Meta down two thirds, Netflix off a half, Amazon 45%. Heck, even Microsoft down a quarter. The only one that is kind of flat is Apple, and it's down 0.16%. I suppose you will give it to them and say they're flat. Yeah, I mean, are, are you looking at this and, and, and thinking juicy opportunity? He's here, perhaps in in some of these uh, uh, you know once were high flying large tech stocks. Good morning, Simon. Well, uh, I think short answer is
0: no. Because I, <laughs> I, I see, all, see all your graphs, uh-huh. and, and I'll raise you the, the, the PE graph, uh, which I've actually drawn up uh, over the mm. past twenty five years. And you know, let's not look at the two thousands because we know what the scenario was for tech stocks back then. It was a totally different scenario. Um, but I look at the the recent you know PE ratios on, on on the Nasdaq, and I say recent over the past three years. And I I think a lot of investors out there, people in the media, are stating, "Well, this is." You know, you need to start buying the dips. I mean, we're not trading at the forty-two times PE ratios we've traded in December two thousand and twenty. I mean, twenty-five, as you just, if I can paraphrase, I mean, uh, <laughs> it's juicy. Mm-hmm. Um, you, there's just two things in a in a, in a PE. That's there's the price and the earnings. And um, you just mentioned, um, you, you the likes of the metas. You you mentioned the the apples. You know, a few things that stood out for me. And I went through all their reportings, you know, recent reportings, and um. Uh, You know, besides the fact that, you know, people are getting laid off, I mean, this is the start. And and I think this is my message this morning, you know, literally starting off with the message. is stating, be very careful thinking that this is the end of a cycle, you know, end end of a downward cycle. That's what I want to allude to. Because this can effectively be the beginning of Mm -hmm. of a cycle. Mm -hmm. You know, when we look at the the beginning of 2000, it took these tech companies – Quite a few years to 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 rectify the, the let 's call it the sins of the past um, amazon i mean we, we just saw them c- come out recently with with the results um, They mentioned they 're going to lay off ten thousand people might sound like a lot. Just remember they employ about one point five million people, so this is not even one percent of their total workforce. but what stood out for me. Which when you look at their, their, their income and more specific their EBIT or you know operating income, you know, that's a serious decrease. Decrease two point five billion, you know, dollars. Well down uh-huh. down to two point five billion dollars from four point nine. That's close to two point five billion dollar decrease. That tells me you know, we need to look at the E in this PE. You know, the forward the P, current P of twenty five might therefore not be you know that juicy as, as you said. Meta same story. They are actually planning to 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 retrench or fire uh, eleven thousand people. That's a slightly bigger. I mean, that's thirteen percent of their workforce. Um, again, very similar story. Their they net income was down nearly fifty two percent. This this and, and and they actually state that they don't see this as as the end they actually feel that this this there's definitely more to come and very similar trends very similar trends came through um, microsoft and apple you mentioned apple apple um and yes they 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 still managed to increase their revenue but they did state you know the iPhone fourteens are not going, I mean the sales are not going as as planned. Tim Cook specifically said it, you know we would have grown double digits if it wasn't for the strong dollar, very similar to what Microsoft mm-hmm, said, mm-hmm. strong, strong dollar, higher interest rates, and um yeah, this is this is this is to me as worrying, and 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 I think that the general thread or the golden thread between these companies, they all mention that they feel there is more pain to come. Um, and, and literally I just want to end off I think you, you need to remember what these, these, these companies are selling, they're selling to, to the consumer specifically and the biggest market is the US consumer and the, the most interesting thing that came out for me this, this week was um, you know, the release of the US consumer debt data and um, you know, this is the first time in you know, let's call it 14 years you know, since 2008 when we know what the US consumer did um, where we see this type of jump, you know, household debt uh, yeah. added you know three hundred and fifty one billion over it this is, the, <laughs> this, is the, this increase is the largest one we 've seen since two thousand and eight you know credit card debt um you know that that rose fifteen percent this is the highest in twenty years you know you can see the u s consumer are are struggling with this inflation, and what are they doing they're actually increasing their debt. Be very careful, you know all the listeners out there thinking that this is juicy buying opportunities. I think this this, this uh, should
1: seriously be monitored. I take your point. It, it, it's about those ease. I mean, you know, price one thing, but it's the ease and those ease potentially mm. coming down. And I'm, I'm looking at the Nasdaq back at that 2000. Uh, yeah, from top to bottom it was close in two years. We, we could only be halfway through this and certainly, I mean, the, the risk of recession in the US is real. Things could get tougher and frankly, we can spend less at Amazon and we can buy less fancy uh, phones, etc. Always a pleasure. Uh, Skullclo, PSG, old appreciate the early morning hear that
3: nothing your money can do more when it blocks out the noise as hard as it is these days when you invest in the standard balanced cautious fund we manage the risks so that you can see stable inflation beating returns through market cycles invest with more certainty at stanley.com forward slash more StanLib is an authorized financial services provider and a registered manager.
1: MoneyWeb now on the money. Chatting with Luigi Morinus. Uh, he's a portfolio manager at uh, PPS Investments. Luigi, I appreciate the early morning. Just talking some of the tech stocks here with my previous guest. He's worried about the ease. Um, but a recent note that you put out um, in talking local here, you're saying actually our, our local market actually is looking uh, fairly decent, a PE of around eight times. It's a forward PE. And and the earnings, as we're seeing from results, and it might be some base effect, but the earnings are ticking up, which is kind of inverse, uh, directly inverse to what we see. In big tech in the US?
4: Morning, Simon. Hi. Is that, that that is correct. Um, we've actually been surprised more recently how well markets have, uh, have performed, especially over the last six weeks post uh, that report um, mm-hmm. going out. But I think there the is the quite a difference uh, in South Africa with the levels that we are at. Uh, and accordingly, we've held an overweight position in SA Equities. In our portfolios, compared to an underweight position uh, in global equities in, the, in, uh, in, our, in our portfolios. Um, historically, uh, in South Africa, if you start at uh, a forward PE level at 8%, you get a, a very good long term return. Um, but I think we need to stress that long term return. Unfortunately, as we know, market terms are up uh, mm-hmm. uh, in a straight line. But it's always, uh, it's always helpful if you start uh, from a low valuation level. I mean, that's what we do see uh, as a bit of an opportunity in South Africa
1: at the moment. And that's a great point, and it is always the point. A great company, you make no bones about it, but a, a great company at a great price, that makes for a great investment. I mean, it, it, it's it's that valuation which is so critical. And and we don't often, you know, it doesn't come around that often where we actually get really attractive valuations on, on, on the JSE.
4: That, that is true. So when we do have the, the opportunity, we need to take, um, advantage of it. Uh, but I do agree, with your previous, uh, guest to, to some extent that it's not that easy. I think what has been, uh, complicated has been to the sensitivity, uh, of market and, markets and the volatility that goes with that. Of course, you would have seen, uh, we had a slight, uh, slightly better inflation number from the, from the U.S. than mm-hmm. our consensus, uh, predicted, uh, and we got a very strong, um, return from that. And so we need to be careful going forward. Uh, what if we get an inflation number weaker uh, yeah. or not as good compared to markets? or well, we going to see that sensitivity uh, 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 again? So uh, we must be careful. We need to be kind of well diversified in, uh, in, in portfolios and not just think that it's an easy uh, opportunity now that valuation levels are lowered. Because there will definitely, well, it's very likely that there will be some volatility uh, in markets uh, going forward as
1: well yeah the point you make markets don't go in straight lines on 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 the way up talking staying with local are are there certain sectors that are are more attractive or you you and your team more sort of a, a, a bottom up and 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 sort of a sector agnostic if the valuation is right
4: uh we we tend to leave that to our underlying managers Remember, we mm-hmm. are marketing market managers um we give them the the scope to be able to uh, to do that and so we we generally kind of sector sector neutral. Uh, we've seen uh, in the past that it's, it's very difficult to be consistently correct i think what what often happens and what gets highlighted is that you you make one call correctly but then making the opposing call when it's it <laughs> not yeah. not that that simple uh, so we look at the asset class as a uh, as a whole rather than being uh, more specific uh, uh in, in general from time to time there are some opportunities that people try to um, participate in, uh, but in general uh, we, we be more agnostic uh, uh, around that.
1: Yeah, and you more make,
4: difficult than us, I think people think it is
1: to get that right consistently. Yeah, and you make the point it's two calls, the call to get in, the call to get out, and you've got to be right twice, and that makes it twice exactly, as difficult. Exactly. Quick last question, I mean, local bonds, mm-hmm. they're also offering decent yields. I mean, is, is, uh, are you picking up weight in, 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 in local bonds at all?
4: Yes, we've been very constructive on local bonds for for a long time now. Um, of course, more more, more recently uh, we've seen yields uh, tick up a little bit, uh, which is obviously has a negative mm-hmm. uh, capital effect. Um, but over the long term, I think we, we can pick up a 10-year bond that is at 11% or above 11% uh, as you can see at the moment, even at the high inflation levels that we have, we're still getting inflation plus three or three percent real return at, at those levels. So we think. As a long-term uh, investment, actually for, for, for most investors, it's a very good opportunity to uh, to buy some bonds uh, at the moment. Again, like I mentioned, with equities, there are, is, of course, some volatility. Unfortunately, you don't get that 11% per year, every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, <laughs> line again. Um, uh, but if you can weather a bit of short-term volatility, I think there was a, a longer-term locking in that type of real uh, returns uh, will be good, I think, for any portfolio.
1: We'll leave it there. That's Luigi Luigi, uh, Marinus, Portfolio Manager, PPS Investments. Appreciate the early morning. That's it for today. Yesterday, we were chatting with Mikko uh, Santangelo from Independent Securities. We had him on the line from Australia, and we were talking around ghost stocks that are trading at, 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 at some at some decentish valuations. Um, and, and he wasn't talking big tech. I mean, he mentioned Adobe, uh, but he also mentioned CrowdStrike, and, and uh, 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 Canadian Goose was another. So These are ghost stocks, but perhaps not the typical ones, and certainly not the ones Skulk and I were chatting about a moment ago. We asked, are you buying some of these? Uh, almost two-thirds of you said, nope, not. Not yet, a quarter said a little bit carefully while the rest of you were very bullish on the space. Have your vote, have your say, Twitter and LinkedIn. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. We're live every weekday morning on the MoneyWeb website and the app, 6.30 a.m. podcast, just after 7. Thanks to my team, Eddie Nobuchle, Eleanor, to you for listening, my guests for their early morning. My name is Simon Brown. This is MoneyWeb Now. We'll chat again tomorrow. We're talking to Premier Foods. (laughs) You've been listening to another
0: MoneyWeb Now podcast, posted every weekday at 7am on moneyweb.co.za. MoneyWeb Now, on the money.